Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another special edition of the Grownish After Party. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this whole entire season. We're almost at mid-season, guys. It's crazy, man. I gotta gotta drop the horn for that. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for suffering with us because Grownish has not been it this whole entire season. But we appreciate everyone for tapping in. And I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor for today. All right. Shout out to Lifetime Consulting for sponsoring this episode of the Grownish After Party. Listen, my brother is going to high school, I think next week or the week after that. He's going to be a high school freshman at Northeast High School in Macon, Georgia. So shout out to my brother, man. Shout out to my brother. Shout out to my brother, man. Going to high school, man. Making it happen. You know what I'm saying? Following in the footsteps, making things happen. So he's going to high school. I know it's a lot of folks that just graduated HBCU 25. HBCU 26 is coming. So if you know a junior that's about to be a rising senior this year, I need you all to tap in to Lifetime Consulting. They have a workbook called So You So Your High School Senior that's going to lay out the whole game plan for what you need to do and what your brother or whoever, your cousin, whoever need to do to get right, to get ready to go to college and take over. And if you use the code FALL2022, you'll get 20% off your order on this workbook. So make sure you check out Lifetime Consulting. They're sponsoring today's episode, and we appreciate them, and we appreciate what they're doing for this next generation. But anyway... Let's talk about this generation of TV. Let's talk about how Gronish is just not it. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. And Gronish has not given what it's supposed to give or what it was said to have been supposed to give ever since season one. And a lot of folks are perplexed that I don't like the show. They're perplexed at how crazy on Pulse that we go in our visible and audible disdain for the show. Um... You know, with my co-host, you have Janae's going to be coming on in a second. She's way more lenient, and she's become more uh, stringent about just how grownness has changed and how it's not been good recently. But, you know, she's way more lenient than I am. And the reason why I'm very stringent on grownish is because I'm an author. I write. I read. And I just feel as if watching grownish is not only insulting my intelligence— but it's insulting the intelligence of his audience. Today's episode is an example of how far Gronish has fallen. Gronish has become like a smoothie. You know, you have your fruit, you got your strawberry, bananas, you have your sugar. You put all of it in there and, you know, it's like a, for a fruit smoothie, like a strawberry banana smoothie that don't taste good. But that's what it is. It's just a concurrence of so much stuff blended together and it just doesn't work. The story was so all over the place on today, and I don't know how y'all like this show. I saw a comment today. So on Twitter, on Twitter, I saw this post. And I wanted to put it on post. I saw uh, from K Juvie. She said Zoe on Gronish has zero character development. At least on a different world, Whitley gets better over time. That's not the case with Zoe. And I'm like, thank you. 
I'm not the only person that thinks that they've written Zoe horrible and they literally written her not as a compelling character as a heel or a villain. They made us hate her because there's no depth to her character and she's annoying. We love Yara. We hate Zoe. So I put it up on post. A lot of folks are like, yeah, you know, it's it's terrible. She's not good. And, you know, it's just like, oh, we hate the character. But we have Fort Valley stand up. Shout out to Fort Valley. We have a former Fort Valley student, Cece. She owns Lavish Skin Works. And she commented, she said, I'm a still root for everyone black, though. I like the show and will continue to support my people. And I get it. We want to support black creatives. We want to support black actors and actresses. But I want to push my people to give us better content. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying let's just cancel Grownish. I do think it needs to end. But if you like Grownish, I'm not against you. I totally understand. It's the only show in this space. My thing is that I just want it to be better. Like you have Anthony Anderson, who is an Academy Award winning and nominated actor. He's reinvented his career. He's done so many amazing things with Blackest. You bring him on the show and he can't even save this lackluster episode. And Zoe, once again, has no consequence for her rash actions. Her dad comes down to get at her. And then you have Vivek, poor Vivek gets expelled from school. My Zoe went before that same council to appeal her suspension, gets expelled from school, and then gets disowned by his father. But but Dre comes to to just lambast her and then says like, oh baby girl, you know I love you. That like this isn't the all comes around, all's well the ends well storyline that you think it is. So I just want for grownish to be better. My critiques only lie within that, right? That's all I want. I want to support my people. I want to support black actors, black work, and black writers. But the work has to be quality. And if the work isn't quality, and especially within this image of black college students that you're trying to paint, and especially of black women, I just want you to be more nuanced and more complex, right? That's all I want. And then if that's the case, and if Gronis does that, you won't hear any complaints from me. You'll hear only praise. But nevertheless, let's go on and bring on Janae. You're listening to Pulse Radio. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. Janae. Hey, hello, HBCU Pulse family. How you doing on today? Um, well, you know. I, I did have a good day. It's National Intern Day. So hey. shout out to all the interns. You know, it's hard working in this corporate world. It is. It's hard, but we're here. So shout out to all the interns. So I did have a really good day because we celebrated National Intern Day at my internship at Horizon Media. So that was great. And then I watched Grownish. So that's how the day went. Yeah, man. You know, we're going to talk about it. But first, I want to shout out once again our sponsor, Lifetime Consulting. I need everyone that has high schoolers that they know. Maybe you're a future teacher. Maybe you got a mentee. Everybody got mentees at this point. Maybe you got a mentee out here in these streets and they about to be a senior in high school. So I need you to tap in with Lifetime Consulting and get their workbook so you're a high school senior and use the code FALL2022 to get 20% off your order. 
and tap in. And also, maybe this will go towards helping the next writer that's going to be a Hollywood writer because Kenya Barris needs help. So maybe they can graduate from high school and help this show, all right? Because Gronish needs a bunch of help. So tap in with Lifetime Consulting. But Janae, so listen. Tell me about what was going on because I was watching Gronish and I was trying to take it in. But then the NBA draft is on tonight, and then Russell Westbrook is on the Lakers. Wait a minute, Russell Westbrook is on the Lakers. LeBron about to get his fifth ring out here in these streets. We're gonna get the the Nets versus the Lakers NBA Finals. So I was watching Gronish, but I also was checking out the NBA. So I need you to let me know what happened on tonight. Okay, it's a secret. Uh, I was also in a meeting today, so <laughs> we too busy for Gronish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Definitely was too busy for Gronish. But anywho, so this episode, episode four, was titled Daddy Lessons. This is episode four in season four. We're almost halfway through the season. Crazy. Um, so in scene one, pretty much we sh- it shows the opening scene of a vet getting suspended, expelled from the university. They take away this man's financial aid, his housing, and they call his parents, which is crazy because... You know, when you're at college, like, they don't technically have that right. But, you know, whatever. They tell his parents. So Jazz tells him to lie and say that his girlfriend had the drugs on him. And he was just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. And it wasn't his. But then uh, Zoe's dad ends up barged to the apartment. And he finds out that pretty much that Aaron and Zoe got married and that they went to Vegas, all this type of stuff. Well, not Vegas, Mexico. Sorry. So how do we know, how did Dre know that they even went to Mexico and that they got married? So Zoe charged the dress, um, the wedding dress on the credit card and her dad still pays the credit card. Like an idiot, her dad still pays the credit card bill. So duh, the dad saw the receipt and was like, so who paid for a wedding dress? When did you get married? So he yells, he goes ballistic about the dumb decisions. And mind you, he doesn't even know that she actually got arrested. He actually found out because Aaron said, oh, he bailed you out? And her dad was like, bailed bailed you out for what? Who went to jail? So yeah, so then her dad finds out that she actually went to jail in Mexico. And then he says, and I wrote this down because this was crazy. He said, you're not just a disappointment, you're an embarrassment. That's what Dre said to Zoe. So Zoe was really in her feelings. That really hurt her because I mean, Dev, your dad calls you a disappointment and embarrassment. You're going to be in your feelings. And then we move forward to another plot that happens. Doug is an RA, which we didn't know, which was another critique I had for the show that how did I know that Doug was an RA? That was never even mentioned. So Doug is an RA, apparently. He was going to, um, doing. he's probably doing like walk arounds, whatever. And he hears that a resident's music is too loud. So he bangs on the door like, hey, turn your music down. And then a girl opens the door. So a girl opens the door and she invites him in. They kind of get to flirting a little bit and they end up smoking in the room. So not only did you catch this girl for making all this noise, you call, you're smoking with your resident, which, hey, I ain't got nothing against it, do you? But, like, <laughs> you smoking with your resident. So they they cool, having a chill vibe, whatever. And then we move on to later on, at the end of the episode, we find out that the girl is actually Luca's sister, which is wild because when did Luca get a sister? Also, I forgot to mention, they also have another C subplot where we figure out that Nomi is very, very stressed with trying to balance school and trying to raise a child. The daycare closes down, which talks about another conversation of how our parents who have children navigating the pandemic while still going to school and raising their child if the university won't even have a daycare there. So, and with that, Anna finds a babysitter for Noni and they're going to just try and figure it out. 
Towards the end of the episode, Vivek tells his parents what happens after having a conversation with Dre when Dre told him to just be honest. So he's honest. He tells the truth. His mom is accepting and okay, but his dad decides to disown him. So now we don't know what's going on with Vivek. Like, is he going to obviously not move back into his parents because his dad is not going for it. But where does he have money left for when he sold some drugs? Like, how is he? Where is he going to live? What is he going to do next? Like, they just kind of left him out on the street. So... In conclusion, that's what happened on Daddy's Lessons. It was a lot to unpack, but it was still very basic in a sense. Yeah, it is basic in a sense. Was it a lot? I don't think it was. Was it a lot to unpack? I mean, I, 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 feel, like, I, feel, like this, I feel like this is a backpack. This is not a suitcase. This is a backpack. You know what I'm saying? This is a backpack. I don't think it's a lot to unpack at this point. So first and foremost, <laughs> I hope that Vivek has drug money to go get him an Airbnb or he has a car he can stay in because his dad and Lennon back in the house first and foremost. So I hope, hope he has a car and he has enough money to go get a blanket from Dollar General or something to, to, to lay in his car uh, first and foremost. And, and, and maybe that'll be his villain origin story. Who knows? But like, also, here's my thing. I'm going to start with this, right? So I love to see Anthony Anderson, you know, in this role of Dre. I think he's killed this role. Howard University, he just became a member of Omega Sci-Fi, Trinity Incorporated. So shout out to him for that. He's doing a lot of amazing things. And he reinvented his career. Like That's one of the things I really like about Anthony Anderson. I remember, uh, Janae, um, offline, we were having a conversation about how Anthony Anderson went from being like this. I think, I think we had it on air. Like, we talked about how Agent Cody Banks... He was like the like, like the comedian like B character in those kids movies, and then you saw him in Law and Order. Now he's like the leading man and like one of the faces of ABC now. So I'm just super excited when I see Anthony Anderson, especially coming from an HBCU and even attending it. He's going to be graduating with his son, I believe, maybe uh, th- um, this spring in, in 2022. So he's going to be graduating with his son, but he couldn't save this episode. I don't understand how they created a storyline that was a phone call. Because why would he pull up all the way, like, an hour from the California residence where they live in Blackest to come down to Cal U, just pop up on campus, I guess campus security ain't a thing, to pop up on campus and lambast Zoe and then not really go in on her because at the end of the episode, he's like, oh, you know I love you. Oh, you know I'm not mad at you. Like, it's like she still didn't get a consequence for that. And you said something very interesting, and I wrote it down. So you said that, you said that basically they let Vivek's parents know that, he was getting expelled and they let his parents know and then they, they came down. So you are correct. You are a thousand percent correct on that fact because in college, and I think this is judicial for all colleges because now you're an adult, you know, so you're not dependent anymore. Now you're an adult, even if you live with your parents or the parents are paying for school, like you, it's what they told us back when we were freshmen at Fort Valley. I'm pretty sure they said the same thing um, at Tennessee state is that your parents can't just pop up and say, Hey, what's going on with, 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 with my son and my daughter? You have to waive that right. I forgot what it's called, but you have to waive the right to allow them to be able to see into your affairs. And I know this firsthand. Let me do a little story time for a story that's better than this grown episode. So I had a, I've had a lot of beefs with teachers, Janae. So I've had a lot of beefs with teachers over my years. Janae, I was called a big old rusty boy in fifth grade. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I've had my wars with teachers. Some teachers was racist with me, had to get them right. And like my parents, they always had to be on go. Black teachers, white teachers, it didn't matter. So at Fort Valley, you know, I'm known and everybody knows what I got going on. I got a professor that's that's just, she, she called me Donald Trump, Janae. 
I was like, what in the world? Like, how you gonna call me Donald Trump? How, how am I exhibiting Donald Trump behavior? This is insane. So I'm just, I'm trying to take it. I'm like, yo, this teacher's a legend. I ain't trying to rock with her like that. You know what I'm saying? I just, I'm just trying to stay in my lane. So I was encouraged, you know, by someone. I was like, no, you can't, she can't talk to you like that. You need to like tell your parents to do whatever. So I'm like, nah, I'm handling myself, man. It's all good. So I talked to this professor that really was a huge fan of mine. And she was like, no, we're going to go talk to XYZ. And I'm like, yeah. So she said, listen, come to my class. I'm going to drive you down there and we're going to talk to him so we can get this handled as far as I get, get all this situation handled. So I talked to the person I spoke with and then essentially I sent an email. So I send this email and then I, I CC'd my mom. My mom said, listen, like copy me on this email. So I blind copied her. So I said in the email, I said, listen, I don't want any, any, you know, retaliation. I want this to be anonymous. I just don't think this is right. Right. So from there, my mom saw that and she said, Randall, that's a, that's a well-written email, but I'm not satisfied. I'm like, what you mean? She said, I'm gonna call up there. I'm gonna raise hell because you're not gonna talk to my son like that. And it's yeah. like, I don't care what it is. I don't care. Like I was going to leave it alone. When you said, you don't want any retaliation. We did not send you to the school to be retaliated against. So literally, my mom is at work. She's caught. She's on break. High school teacher. Her, her students boosting up. She she like a high school teacher. They like yeah, like yeah. Miss Bunny better get her. They they listening in on the phone call or whatnot. She going in and they telling her, we can't tell you anything. We we can't tell you anything because your son has to sign this. So I'm at lunch. My mom calls me and says, listen, Randall, go to the registrar's office and sign this form. And I was like, okay, like, do I want to do that? Do I want to? Because I'm like, I'm grown. Like. Do I really want to do this? And I tried to handle it myself. I ain't want no drama. I've been in beef with these teachers. I ain't trying to alienate nobody. But I went on and signed it. And then my mom calls up there and the whole school is on lockdown because it's like, they said that to Randall and it's like the heat is on everybody. And then they found out it was me. So it's it's like, you know, that's a whole nother story for another day. But I can tell you in a, a whole synopsis of this story that that is true. You don't just, your parents can't just walk up, what's going on with my son? You can't do that because you have to weigh that right. And I know from firsthand experience, you know? So that's what I'm talking about as far as grown You see how I was able to tell you a whole entire story about something that happened three years ago from personal yeah. experience of me being in college. And I don't know, people might have thought that was boring, but I thought it was pretty interesting when I was going through it, I thought it was pretty interesting. So it's like, why don't you talk to college students and learn about college. This tells me, Janae, that they've not talked to a college student. Do they have someone that's in college in their family? You know what I'm saying? Or something along those lines. Because because clearly this is something that is simple to me. You know, like, Janae, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get, like, is, is it the same thing in Tennessee State? Because may, maybe maybe my experience is my experience. But is it the same way at Tennessee State? Yes, definitely the same way. Like, they even, I remember in, like, our freshman welcome week, they even said, now, parents, you can't just come up here and do that. Even because I was an RA by sophomore year. Like, even if a parent called up to ask about their kid, like, we couldn't do nothing. The most we could do is say, call your mom. And, like, now I will say sometimes, like, if you're suicidal, your friends can do wellness checks. We can do wellness checks. But, like, that's as far as it can go. Like, we cannot, like, your parent cannot walk up to your room and force you to do anything while you're on campus. They, you have to waive that right. Exactly. So that's like- yeah, and and because, like, well, this shit, because my, my dad's campus police officer at Mercer University, and, you know, he he taught me about the wellness check thing, where it's like, hey, like, if it's a situation where you have heard from your kid in a minute or whatever, like, you can have a situation where the campus police will go up there and perform a wellness check, and your, and your parents can request that. But this isn't even a situation where we a wellness check. 
this is Vivek doing whatever and like figuring it out because even just the calling of the parents doesn't make sense in the story. This is what I'm talking about. And I, I read, you know, the comment from um, a Fort Valley shout to Fort Valley CC. She um, ha- has her company. And, you know, she commented from her company page, um, Lavish Skin Works. She said, I'm going to still root for everyone black, though. I like this show and will continue to support my people. I cannot support my people if my people are not doing good stuff, Janae. Facts. I remember there was an episode in 20s by Lena Waite that's on BET. And there was a conversation that was had saying, just because it's black, it should be good and black. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It should that should be the commonality. It should be great content, great stories. It should have a dope actress. It should have a dope plot. It should make me want to see what's coming up next. And it should be Black. And it should be a positive representation as well. So I don't like the saying, oh, I'm going to support my people. And I even think that's why, personally, why I blindly supported the show. Because like I always say, Yara Shahidi is my celebrity best friend. Where Aquarius is, we had the same birthday. Like... I'm going to support Yara, period. And then Kenya Bears, like, he has blackish, Like, he has mixed... Well, I don't like mixed neither. But he has really good shows. And, like, he's putting on for the culture right now. He's one of the leading producers, directors, and creators, like, at this time, at this point. So I think that's low-key why I even aimlessly watch and blindly watch Grownish because, oh, it's Black. It's the only thing out. I love Yara. Chloe and Hallie are dope. I'm a, friend of, I'm a fan of Trevor Jackson. Diggy's fine. So it's easy to support. It's an easy to support show. And, like, now it's like you being... Being Black is not enough. It needs to be good. Just because it has a Chinese actress, a white girl that's gay, um, a light-skinned Black girl, and a boy that's dark-skinned from the hood who got this good common sense value or whatever, just because it's a multiracial cast does not mean it's inclusive. That does not make it better. So I think it needs to be more than just multicultural. It needs to be more than just black. It needs to be quality content that is representative of the people who watch your shows. Wait, so wait, it's it's about Chinese on Grownish? No, 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 it's not. I'm just saying, you know, like a mixed race cast and that's inclusive and that's diverse. (laughs) That's, representation and it's like there's more to it than just having your standard oh body. i was about to say i'm like who chinese song grown? i'm like wait a minute i'm like i'm gonna leave like who chinese song grown is? who plays you know grown is? wait a minute i missed that when they got they premiered a new character like what the world right. I, I didn't see that signing they got jackie chan as, as, as a teacher at this point like what, what the world but no nah, man like I, I totally agree like in that's my problem just with everything with Gronus is that it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. Like Zoe has done far more stuff that, that is reprehensible. Like she's done far more stuff that is something that you would go up there and you find out about it and you go crazy over. Cause it makes me go back to this too. She did. The only time she faced a consequence is the first time Dre came up there mm-hmm. when it was her it was him and granddad. And when she was still mm-hmm. dating Luca and oh, pops and, you know, pops went up there with Dre and then had that moment. It was like the blackest grownish, like spinoff, like pops meets Luca and they, they do whatever. And like, he gets upset at her and then basically says, I'm cutting you off. That was mm-hmm. the only consequence that she had for which she then starts working at the bookstore. And all of a sudden her money's all good. She could pay for all her stuff now. And she has an expensive, taste and all these different things and she started working at a bookstore which she thought was a lowly job and all's well and ends well and then I guess she eventually gets cut back on like 
Zoe, this is an example. People might say, oh, y'all are going crazy over grown-ish and you should support it because it's black. But here's my thing is this, right? Is that this episode is an example of Zoe not getting the consequence. I'm going to say this again. Andre goes up there. Dre goes up there and says she's an embarrassment over her going to get married, doing all these different things. She walks up, they didn't even cry. Well, yeah, I mean, thank you. I mean, I'm glad, I'm, I thank you for saying that. I'm just going to go upstairs and just take a nap. Like, I'm like, and he's not going, no emotion, no nothing. And I'm, and you just go up and then he's like, oh, did I go too far? Like, you did, look at the body language he displays in that scene. Did I go too far? Like, he sort of like just slumps over. And then he's there eating a sandwich and it's like, baby girl, I love you. You know, I just want you to be better. And I know you're grown, but it's hard to let go. That's not the storyline. That is, that was not, the storyline was, oh, I just, I just, I just can't get away from Zoe. No, the storyline is that she's messing up. She's wasting your money. She's wasting your money dating people. She's more concerned with what guy this week she likes more than her schoolwork. She's dropping out, then gets, drops into a high paying job with Joey Badass and then gets out of it because, oh, like, well, they think I'm sleeping with him. And then she drops out of that, drops back in school only to get arrested and make rash decisions that make no sense. Like that is Zoe's whole existence and Vivek's the person that gets expelled. Vivek's the person that look at go look at you know the the trailer for the next two episodes that's gonna be about police brutality and if y'all see um Vivek in the episode man definitely hit me up on HC Pulse or whatever but Vivek is not in these next two episodes because Vivek is expelled so you're telling me that the character that we want to see more depth from we want to see more depth from the point the five the pointer sisters oh uh, is that, that the name of the show the pointer sisters or what what are they called the Forrester sisters. I said the Forrester sisters. Forrester. The Forrester For sisters, because they sing. That's what I said the Forrester sisters. The Forrester sisters. We want to see more from their character, more from Doug, more from Vivek. And we got the culture appropriation episode, which was good. We had the sexual, the sexual fluidity episode. I didn't necessarily care for it. I think that turned into a male bash session. Neither here nor there. But then you do this episode, and now he's expelled. So you're telling me that's all I'm getting from Vivek. He's probably going to come back. But at the same time, it's like, that's what I'm getting. He sells drugs. No one gets called. He the flashiest guy on campus. He got all he got all these different designer stuff, all this Gucci stuff. And he just not getting caught. And that's how he ends. And that, he got caught senior year. Senior year. You got caught senior year. You couldn't finish off your last. You've been smoking and doing everything in the dorms, apartments, whatever, since your freshman year, you get caught your senior year of, high, of college, I'm blowing up the building. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> that's, that's not going to work. I'm so sorry. Getting expelled. ain't going to jail. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dad going to be real, gonna be real happy about you. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, the cow you bomber at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Selling weed and blowing it up. But like, you know, e even with that, like, he gets caught and it's something where he takes the personal responsibility for it and it's like he still gets that rap, but Zoe literally has made wor the worst decisions out of anybody. Like even look at the characters. Anna's dealing with, with, with consequences of her actions. Anna is dealing with her having a child and trying to figure out how can I raise this child and still be a student. She's dealing no, with consequences. Noni. 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 Yeah, Noni. Getting mixed up. <laughs> Getting mixed up. So Noni is dealing with you know having a child and trying to be to, to be in college. And she's dealing with consequences. You have Anna. 
Anna over here, she thought she had she had like an STD because you, you had Javier that didn't, that didn't have that conversation with her or was trying to sort of keep things under wraps because he knew she'd go crazy. And she's like, do I have an STD? Like you had you have like Doug that's heartbroken. You have Aaron that that didn't get an internship because Zoe didn't didn't do something. Like you you have you have the twins that dealt with you know like body shame and all these different things that they've dealt with. Luca has dealt with stuff. Luca went to work with Joy Badass, but Zoe swooped in and got it. Like Cash had a sexual assault allegation. I can go on and on. Unnamed characters have, have consequences. They did it like, like, like they probably bit their tongue when they went to Cap Eden. They had, that was a they probably was like ow. That was a that's what consequences. Zoe's had. I'm like, but like Zoe has no consequence at all in this show, and that is my problem. And this episode is like the textbook example. How does your dad come down here and read you in front of your friends? Then you come down. There's no tears on your eyes. You come down and just, oh, you still here? Like, and then it just happens like that, and then it's all in the good graces. I also don't like this, and this is something that goes into blackish. This has nothing to do with grownish. I think the running joke of Dre Hayden Jr. has has and I know uh, Blackish is about to end, but it's overstayed as welcome. Like, oh yeah, like you know, oh t- t- tell me a Junior, so I want to disown him. That's not really funny anymore because Junior has grown his grown his character. Like, mm-hmm. unlike Zoe, Junior has grown. Like, like Junior was like 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 just a just like a cardboard cutout. He was just like nothing like his dad and his dad hated that. But he got him a black girlfriend. He got into Howard. He he started nodding and all this different stuff. Beat his dad in basketball. He's because he's still, you know, corny and weird. But he, he even pulled um what? Like um um Sky. He pulled Sky. Came down there, pulled her. He was was in the bathtub with her. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like like if, if Dre saw that, he would have dealt up like son, that's my boy. Like, he would have been happy, but I would say, yeah, I want to disown Junior. I think that storyline, especially for what, season eight, Janae, that's, let's run this course a bit. So I didn't like this, hearing that when it's like you don't disown your kids. I get it's a joke, but even with what happened with Vivette getting disowned by his father, I feel as if that comedic moment cheapened the moment. So I, I, I want to stop there and want to get your opinion on it. What do you think about you know, Anthony Anderson's character, like just continuing, like, oh, I don't like Junior. I want to disown him. What, what do you think about that? So I feel like a low key gives, how do I say this? Like, I, in some senses, I think it does give a bad representation of father and son relationships in the black community, especially because I do know a lot of males who don't have their fathers, who their fathers aren't really in their lives. So I feel like if you're going to portray that on TV, it should be something positive that we would love to see. Like my dad's in my life and it's great, but I do, I do want to recognize this though, men and like their relation with their fathers, it's a lot. Like even with my father and my brother, like their relationship is like, it's it's just, Mm. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's just because they're more, more alike than they are different and because they're so alike, like they just butt heads. But even like moms and daughters have very complicated relationships, especially if, the mother was maybe younger when she had the daughter, so she just didn't grow within herself. She doesn't know any better, um, depending on the top the toxicity of the relationship. Mm-hmm. If maybe the I don't know, it just can be so many things. So wow. And then when you have, I've noticed at least when there's a lot of siblings, there's a favorite child. There just is. Mm-hmm. So because she because um Andre feels like Zoe is more like him because you know she's popular, she's cool, she dresses nice and everything in the world revolves around her. That's how Dre is essentially. Like Dre Dre thinks everything's about him. He's a little selfish, he's a little oblivious to other people. Yeah. And that's how Zoe is. So 
they that's why they get along and then you know junior's a little quirky and weird more like Bo. so and you know he jerry despises everything about Bo. but i don't know i've just i've seen this play out in own relationships with my father and my father and my brother and other sons relationships like I just, I've seen it happen. So while I don't think it's not realistic, I don't think it's a positive representation. I agree. And- oh, yeah, I, I agree to the front that it's not a positive representation. I know for me, with my dad, we're, 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 we're great. You know what I'm saying? We have our moments where, you know, we're human, so we're going to disagree, and he's old school. I'm new school to a certain degree, where it's like I have old school sensibilities, but at the same time, like, for example, like, I'm not I'm not getting up and working a nine to five right now. I'm I have a, a a company based off of the internet. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, like like you might you might think I'm I'm on the couch on my computer just chilling, but in actuality, I might be writing my book or I might be emailing somebody about a sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's like I'm not making my money having to drive to work and and clock in, but I'm doing it a different way. So that, you know, sometimes like it's a generational clash, but my, my father's been in my life, he made me the man I am today. And it's like, my thing is that I know that everyone's story isn't the same, but there's no reason outside of the one nature, one thing he said in that first episode, we're black, not black-ish. He was sort of referring to Junior doing field hockey. And he had those different moments where Junior was acting what was black-ish. Because that was the impetus of what blackish was, was that he had these Compton, West Coast sensibilities going to a black school. And then because he's moved up to a, to a certain socioeconomic status, he feels as if his children are not black enough anymore. Like they, they don't know how to crack on people. They cousins get around them, roast them and run them. And it's like, I want my kids to step up and get that black experience because that's what made me. That was what it was before. But what I think was brilliant is that Kenya Barris and the crew at that time said, saw we can't do multiple seasons like this. Let's confront Donald Trump. Let's confront police brutality. Let's confront workplace racism. Let's do different things with the show. And it's like, that's when they really hit the stride because mm-hmm. you can only go so far with junior plays field hockey. He, he acts white. He's awkward. Like you, you can only go so far with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, with this storyline now, everyone has grown except for Zoe. Zoe was someone that ne- even in Blackish, she never fully grew. She had moments of growth, like in that police brutality episode that I always referenced, but she never grew ever, even in Blackish. So you have Junior that's grown and is sort of more of a namesake, and he's become more of a cool character. But it's Mm -hmm. still, oh, I disown you. Like, there's no storyline that says, oh, well, it's because Zoe's more like Drake. He said that she's an embarrassment. Is Junior an embarrassment? Yeah, Junior didn't go to Howard, but is he an embarrassment? Because he's doing this thing. He literally, it's episodes of Blackish. He literally has become more popular at at the job than Dre. Dre became jealous of Junior. Yeah. So 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 if you're jealous of your son, is he a disappointment or is it like you know I'm jealous of him? He doing his thing, but you but Zoe's an embarrassment. It doesn't make sense at all, at all. Even 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 the the flip comment of that because it's like if Zoe's such an embarrassment, but Junior is literally working. He's not going to college, but he's working. He's doing his fair share, and he's basically Devontae's father. Like he didn't. He, he, we saw Devontae on Gronish. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, he definitely is care of Devontae. Like, he'd be holding him. And I'm like, is that, is that your kid? Like, And he, he literally was like, this is my kid. When we, we popped on Gronos with Devontae that one time, because it was like back season three. As a matter of fact, it was the episode about Vivek. That was the yeah. side storyline. He came back because um, Scott was dating Buddy. And what happened to him? Oh, well, Scott's not in, that, Scott's not in, in this season, so he's not in it. But it's like, what happened to him? Because I don't think they broke up. But it's like, she, like, like the guy gets the white guy that acted black, and then Junior comes, and it's like, I, know, I saw you dating another guy. I have my child with me. Like, literally, he cares for the child. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get how you're still trying to disown Junior and grownish. But Zoe is like, oh no, baby girl, come here. You know, you know, Daddy love you. No, that's not real life. That's not real life at all. You know, and I will say this too. One thing I love about Anthony Anderson is that he can weave in comedy and serious acting so well. Like I told you last week, I said, like he's gonna come in on this episode and he's gonna outact everybody, mm-hmm. and didn't he? Oh, he did. He did. Definitely, per usual, like all the Emmys, all the awards. Yes, you feel me? Like he went in there and he made the best out of a shoestring storyline. Like, like I'm telling, like he he tried his best. Like, cause cause the two moments I was like, I'm feeling it when he said, you know, you you you've done worse than this. You've embarrassed me. I'm like, oh oh man, I felt that. But I, it literally hurt my heart. It said, you're not just a disappointment. You're an embarrassment. Like, I felt that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that hurt my heart. Especially as a parent. Like, like people, like, my parents are very strict. So, like, I care about their thoughts, right. especially my dad. Like, I don't, I don't, I care about his opinion more than my mom's for whatever reason. But, like, I genuinely care about my dad's opinion. I think most people care about their parents' opinions because we want our parents to be proud of us. So, like, that stung me, like, to my core when he said, you're an embarrassment. Like, think about the worst thing that you've ever done that your parent either knows or does not know about that, know about, and they say, oh, you're an embarrassment. Like, that would hurt your core. So, I felt that line. So, he really did what he had to do when it came to playing his role as a father. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, it's a shame because that whole opening scene was countered. And yeah. in general, like, and I, and I, I want us, cause it's nothing really more to talk about with this episode. So I think we can just, we can end the, the episode for this one, for daddy lessons here. Like, I just think that this is an example of why I don't like groaners. If someone's like, well, Randall, like you, you always go in on groaners on pulse. You always see, you know, oh, this, and you, you post it, you know, the tweet, where, where it says Zoe Ungronis has zero character development, at least on a different world. Whitley gets better over time. This is not the case with Zoe. You posted that. It got all these likes and everybody's, everybody's, they agree with you and all that. Why do you hate this show? Watch this episode. This was the best episode of these four episodes thus far. But the pandemic, is it even still 2020 anymore? Like, Janae, I kid you not. I, I'm, I'm going to read you this headline that came to my phone, right? From CNN, right? Breaking news. Delta COVID-19 variant appears to cause more severe illness and spreads as easily as chickenpox, internal CDC document says. This, this is what we're dealing with in the real world. Is the Delta variant is spreading, and it's mm-hmm. like, are y'all going to go home with Tennessee State? Are, they, are y'all going home with these HCUs? Is, is homecoming happening? Like, what's going on? Because now we're back to square one. If this Delta variant is spreading like chickenpox, which I just want to say, we, we got vaccinated with chicken pox. That's neither here nor there. Like, I, I, I know that was a thing. But nevertheless, nevertheless, like, how I look at it is that 
this is going on currently. This isn't we're just not, we're not even post pandemic now. We post pre pandemic at this point. So it's like how in your art when Blackish had a whole entire season where they were in the crib and Zoe was not there. How do y'all only mention the pandemic twice? Once when Zoe and Dre were having that conversation. And then once with Nomi, where they tried to make a central part of our story, well, when I was at home during the pandemic, my parents were there, but now I'm back, I'm back in school. Why? Why does no one have masks on? Why did I look at the trailer for these next two episodes, these two special episodes we'll talk about in a second, and they're out there protesting and no one has a mask on? If I Googled George Floyd protest, Right now on, on, on Google right now. I bet you one of the first pictures I'll see is someone holding up a Black Lives Matter sign with a mask on. Why? It makes no sense at all that mm-hmm. you say, hey, oh, we're, we're going to talk about COVID and this affected things, but then no one has a mask. You only social distance one time. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't, Janae, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, that's why I think that, I think that with, the, with Vivek getting disowned and how, you know, the, the actor that played Vivek, how he carried that was great. And I did like Anthony Anderson's character, Dre and Vivek having that conversation. Mm-hmm. I did like that. I think that that was a great conversation outside of the remark about Junior. I thought that that was very well acted. I think that Zo- um, that um, Dre really stepped up as a father in that moment, trying to give him some perspective. I thought that was amazing. And I think that it's a shame that the actor that plays Vivek, his whole entire time on the show, he's been a sideshow. He's been a clown. He's been an undefined mess. And and, and I'm gonna say this too, because I was speaking to my dad, my dad and my brother and I, like they're big fans of good times. Like they keep they watch good times all the time. I they, love good times. I yeah, I like good times too, but Good times, it didn't really hit me. Like I, of course I'm being a nineties baby. They watch good times like I I, I would watch Moesha. I ain't watched Moesha in a minute because I finished it like for the for the fifteenth time on Netflix. But it's like I watched Moesha. Like I might watch it after after this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know they watch all the time. So my my dad shows us this video of you, you, you know um uh, um you know the character that played JJ the, the actor that played JJ saying that in a comedy the reason why he enjoyed playing JJ is because a comedy has to have like a slapstick type of character that'll buck his eyes and say dynamite like something that's you know like hey like this comedy aspect of this is something where you have these straight characters and you have someone that accentuates themselves but he said that it delves into like well with black people black actors don't want to be typecast in that role so it's like i get within the comedy structure you have your straight man. You have, you know, sort of like the person that pops off and you have that surreal character. Even in, in, in blackish Dre, isn't the most absurd character. The most absurd character really is pops and, 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 and grandma Ruby. You know what I'm saying? That's they're more absurd. And then you have, you have Charlie who has disappeared from Gronish. Charlie is, is, uh, is absurd. So even within blackish, you have that structure. Vivek was supposed to be that here, but at the very least, Charlie had, I've said this before, Charlie had lines, Charlie had comedic moments. Vivek never had those moments, and that is my problem with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and by the way, and, and, and I want to say, I see some in the comments, I did do that comparison. I, I compared Good Times to a Different World. Oh, I made people mad for years ago. Don't let me, don't let me revisit that. We talking about grown today. But uh, I made folks mad with that one. But, you know, like, 
all I really want is just for the characters to be defined. And I want for the storylines to be defined. Like that's all I want. So in this whole long synopsis, I give it a seven out of 10. And the reason why I give it a passing grade and say, this is the best episode is because it had more redeemable moments than these other episodes from this season. And if they want to have building blocks, which they're not, because they're going a whole different direction with these next two episodes, it could be building blocks. But I just think that it's sad as someone that's watching this show that Vivek is expelled and disowned by his father. So we literally don't know what's next for him. Meanwhile, Zoe continues to mess up, continues to hurt people, and she's the one comforting Vivek. When she needs to comfort herself, she needs Jesus at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just, I don't care for that. But I mean, if like, I mean, if we're grading this on the curve, like if, if you say, listen, you can die by getting stabbed, getting shot, lethal injection, or or, or get jumped. Like this is like getting jumped because maybe I survive. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I survive at that point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's how I look at it, Janae. What do you think without this about this episode? Um, I'm actually going to give it a six mm. just because like, I feel the storylines could have been so much more stronger and we are left with a lot more questions and answers and it's just not complete. Like, I don't know what happens to Vivek, which I don't like. I feel like every episode needs a completion. We need to know what is happening next with the characters. Uh, I definitely felt like they just made Noni's story a side piece story when it could be something really powerful. Like, being a mom in college is not an easy thing, especially during a pandemic. Like, two, like one of my bond sisters, she's a mom. One of my other bond sisters is pregnant right now. She graduated and everything, but she's still a new mom just graduating college. And there's so much that can be said with that. And there's some people who, who just go through that. And there's so much to their stories that was just, I feel like it could, I feel like it could have just been more. And they missed the opportunity with that. And then how they just kind of put Kayla as Lucas' sister. Like, I, like how he, offline, Randall said he didn't like that storyline. I'm like, right, why couldn't it just been he meet this freshman? And it's just, I feel like the conversation should have been a freshman date, the senior. Exactly. And, okay, and let's say they get in love. Okay, but he graduates. Are they going to be together? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just stuff like that. And then you have Jazz there, too, and, and they, they broken up. So I think that you could, it could have been such a, a dope storyline that they could have done with that, too. Yeah. Exactly. And not to, not that I want to paint Doug into, like, this bad person, but people that I know who have dated older men as freshmen, like, it kind of ruins their thoughts of relationships and stuff just goes wrong. So now that I want to be a bad dude, but, like, that could have been a whole different conversation of how you sometimes are groomed when you are messing with an older man. So I don't know. I just feel like there's so many different ways that that could have just went and it didn't just do it for me. And I don't know. Zoe still didn't get a consequence. Like, Zoe has done all this, all these things that her dad forgives her and Vivek messes up once and he gets disowned from his father and expelled from school. So inclusion, six out of 10. Do I think it was one of the better episodes? Yes. However, I feel like they still miss some really good moments that could have been had. I agree. So before we move on to the preview of these next two weeks that we talked about on last week. So I was, um, you know, doing my show prep. Um, and I was, you know, trying to figure out some things we're going to talk about with Gronish because we always talk about like the ratings and different stuff like that. Do we even want to talk about the ratings? The ratings are terrible. So, you know, why, why even talk no. about it? So I saw this video as I was perusing the Gronish hashtag 
from this Twitter page on the red carpet. And it is the entertainment brand of the ABC owned TV stations. So you had Yara that was talking about this episode and she was talking about, you know, Zoe's whole entire conversation with Dre. And it was very interesting what she says. So I want, you know, to, you to listen to it. And I want to give my take and I want you to give your take real quick, Janae. Dre has always been Zoe's biggest fan. And so I think what is like the craziest thing about him coming in is it's the first time in which she's genuinely lost the support of her father. So this that's what Yara said. Yara said that Zoe has lost the support of her father. Is did anything in this episode show that Zoe has lost the support of Dre? Anything. In the beginning, when he said that she was an embarrassment, but that was really it. So what you're telling me is that your celebrity best friend owned her at the beginning of the script. That's what, that's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling me. She only watched the first part of the episode and she didn't watch the end part when it was all's well that ends well for Zoe's life. Because it's like that literally did not happen. It didn't happen. Was like, well, she well, he 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 finally is done with Zoe with Zoe and he's finally disappointed. No, it didn't happen. Like, Yara is trying her best to spin this, and Yara know this don't work. Yara's over here making it seem like so much other. Well, yeah, this is the first time that she gets consequences. No. Like, I, I honestly feel like Yara is at, is at Harvard or whatever Ivy League school she goes to. And she, she, she has her own company. She has her own TV shows. She's trying to bring, she's trying to, to televise a revolution out here in these streets. All right. And she, mm-hmm. she's like, okay, okay, I'm just going to do this line. I'm just going to add a little bit. It's fine. All right. Oh, oh, she, okay. They, she, she, like, you know, Dre said that she, he's embarrassed by her. Okay. Yeah. She gets consequences. I just, I don't think she reading it. I think she's like, man, I got other stuff to do, man. I got, I got life to deal with at this point. Cause it's like, that's what she said is not true. And did, did I cut the clip? Yeah, I did. But if you listen to the rest of the clip, it didn't say, well, yeah, all's well that ends well, and they have a moment where they bond and X, Y, Z. She doesn't say that. I'm not saying she's lying. I'm saying that she's trying to dress up, you know, this pig. That's all I'm saying. She's trying to dress it up. But here's my thing here, right? So as we end off, I want to talk about this. So I was looking at The Root. So shout out to The Root. They're doing a lot of amazing things. So they talked about how Gronish is going to be tackling police brutality, the Black Lives Matter uprising, looting, and white fragility. So we talked about it on last week when we read up the synopsis up to episode eight. I believe that what's going to happen is this. I don't think that Gronish is going to end this year. I think that they're going to do this. I think that they're going to end it around, I would say, end of September going into homecoming season. So they're going to end it. Then they're going to come back. They're going to do a mid-season finale. Then they're going to come back um, in January, probably. And they're going to ride out spring 2022 and make it where the characters are graduating. Because the storyline that they're going to do, in my opinion, um, at the end of this season is going to be based around Luca and Aaron getting into it and the situation where Zoe's at a point which I think she calls somebody out at her job or whatever and then Luca steps up and defends her on social media and Aaron doesn't and that's going to be like the the mid-season finale is 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 Zoe falling back in love with Luca like that's going to be like, it's going to be something along those lines. So these next two episodes are going to be specifically about Black Lives Matter and that's how they're branding it. So the root got an exclusive clip from the from Freeform for Gronish 
And you can go to the root. You can go see the article. Um, it's called Exclusive Clip, Groners Will Tackle Police Brutality, Black Lives Matter Uprisings, Looting and White, White Fragility. And I'm pretty sure on YouTube they've made it public. You can see it. I saw it before it, it was public. So I want to read these synopsis, okay? So you have a, bo a boy is a gun. After an unarmed man is shot by the police, the crew reacts in different ways to the news. Keela and Doug butt heads over when she wants to use the, his party to raise awareness. Okay, that's going to be this next week, August the 5th. And then push your, put your hands where my eyes could see. This is going to be on the 12th. The crew hits the streets of Los Angeles to fight for racial justice and equality. Nomi confronts her white, her white uh, fragility while Anna and Javi reach a boiling point in their relationship. These are the next two episodes. So the preview, it's a, it's a, they had two previews. One preview for the season you had, you had Zoe dropping knowledge and then and then like Jasmine like made like a sexual reference like you know he's he's giving you that good DNA good knowledge that's gonna be an episode yeah but if you look at this this video from this episode coming up they didn't do that they targeted you know Nomi saying these people like you know I don't see why these people are are are, are riding and then they were like these people and they're trying to and, and it was a part where it's like oh so you saying I'm a racist. Like, so it's like, they're going to have serious moments. I believe, Janae, because I want to hear what you think, but I believe that the episode is going to be corny. I believe it. I believe that this is a this is a freeform show. Blackish is corny, too, and Blackish was my favorite show for a long time. Blackish is corny, but Blackish is corny, but it has its gritty moments and it has its moments where it's just incredibly well-written. So I think that this episode is going to be corny, I think that whole entire thing of Keela and Doug butting heads on using his party to raise awareness, that's going to be stupid. I, I know it will be, but here's what I think. I think this episode was a seven out, the episode for night was seven out of 10. I think that this episode can be great, but I want to challenge Groners. And this episode has already been written and produced and edited. They, 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 they chilling at home trying to trying to stay protected from the Delta variant that's spreading like chicken pox. That's what they're doing right now. But I want to see this episode be an Emmy award-winning episode. I think that Kenya Barris and the Gronish cast and the writer of a, of a Boy is a Gun, Des Moran, and the writer of Put Your Hands with, with, Where My Eyes Could See, Wade Allen Marcus, and then Jennifer Rice, Gesrick Henry as the director, I know they can do it. They've had amazing episodes. You're talking about George Floyd. You're talking about police brutality. You're talking about white fragility. You're talking about, you know, basically different perspectives on riding, riding and looting. And then you can see in the trailer where Javier is, is, you know, hey, officers, thank you for your service. And then Anna's like, what in the world? And they have a blow with each other within these next two weeks. This could be the best TV right now. And I think they can do it. I don't think they will, but I think they can. So I want to see next week in these next two weeks, I want to see Groners give us Emmy award winning writing. I want to see them give me the police brutality episode of Blackish. I want to see them give me lemons where they talked about Donald Trump and, and, and the different reactions to the elections and, and Wanda Sykes coming in and, and still in the scene, Hampton alum still in the scene. And then you had, you know, the, the different surreal acting going on. And then Dre does his monologue and they end off, they end off with, 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 with Dr. King, his speech. And they end it off like that. I want that for Gronish. We are more complex than, oh, who does Zoe want to talk to this week? 
We're more more complex than that. And I know black women are more complex than that. So I need for Gronish to give me Emmy Award winning writing, if not any other point in this season, these next two episodes. So Janae, what do you think? I definitely agree. I think that when you are talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, especially how it played out in the pandemic and the murder of George Floyd and the now indictment of the officers and everything, I feel like because such such it since it is such a very deep top topic, you have to write it as such. It has to be written beautifully. Like there's no other way to get around it. Like how everything these past few episodes have been incomplete, how the storylines don't make sense. Like everything literally needs to be perfect and make sense because of not we're coming from your, for your head. And that's just, that's just going to be that. And I don't know. I don't know how these next two episodes are going to look. Like, I want to say I'm excited. I mean, I guess I'm excited because I, it's a prevalent issue. Like, I got my unapologetically Black shirt on. So, you know, of course, very much pro-Black. I definitely think it needs to be on television. Um, well, do I think it's going to be executed to its ability or to the ability that it needs to be? We're going to see. And that's all I'm going to say is we're going to see. I hope it's some Emmy Award winning, Golden Globe winning just content that goes viral and everything but we're gonna see we'll find out these next two weeks i i i have faith in them uh because i just i don't think like i don't think they can botch this one like mm-hmm. contrary to probably what people think that watch these lives and see the content on post we go at at grown is probably the only huge page that actually goes at their neck like how we do that's just what i what i do at this point but i don't i, I would love to say janae they did their thing. And I, 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 want, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to be like, just hand, just hand clap, bravo, take a bow, and just go on. You did your thing. Go go be happy. Go be safe from this COVID. You know what I'm saying? You did your thing. You know what I'm saying? Go go have a week off at this point. You know what I'm saying? F- football's coming back. Go have a week off at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I just don't know. I just really don't know just with... Cause even, even please, baby, please, and and, and we'll, we'll end here. But if you remember, they had the episode of uh, a blackish that uh, allegedly the NFL caught wind of the episode that they're going to be talking about Colin Kaepernick, and the ABC and ABC has a you know a deal. Disney ABC has has a deal with the NFL to show certain games, right? And they're going to be you know hosting the Super Bowl really soon. And the rights was coming up, you know, to get the rights for, you know, the future, you know, football games and episodes and everything. So they pulled that episode of, you know, of Blackish because it referenced, you know, Colin Kaepernick and all of that. And they were going to talk about it. And we all up in arms like, why did they pull the episode? This is censorship. This is XYZ. Disney's protecting their corporate interests, all these different things. And then, because I knew I'm like, they're not, they're going to do like how they did with the boondocks where like you had hunger strike about BET and then you had, you had the Uncle Rex reality show. They put it on the DVD as an extra. So of course we don't use DVDs anymore. We use Blu-ray, but we don't use DVDs anymore. So I'm like, they're going to put this up maybe on a streaming service or something one day. And they did. They put it on Hulu. So I'm like, oh man, for real? So immediately when I find out, I go to Hulu and I watch it. And it was the corniest episode of Black I've ever seen. It was so, tr- it was trash. It was terrible. Cause it's like you build it up and you're basing it around Dre reading his son a lullaby. And then that's the whole episode. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you're trying to be artsy and you're trying to be Emmy award winning, but it's not working. And the election episode, like, please baby, please. 
and those two election episodes, shout out to Stacey Abrams, you know, for getting the nomination for her voice work in that second one. That was the cartoon. But those two episodes were trash. And the reason why is because they were doing too much. They were doing too much. You can create compelling content and just sit back and talk. The mm-hmm. Carmichael show showed you that. Yes. Oh, my good time. That was such a good show. Oh, my God. Yes. I- Loved the Carmichael show. Why doesn't it get enough credit? I don't know why. It's phenomenal. People have forgotten. It's on Hulu. If you don't know what the Carmichael show is, Gerard Carrick, all of that, people have forgotten. It was giving good times. It was giving those it old was, school shows. Yes. I love that show. Oh, my gosh. Phenomenal. It was on Netflix, too. That's how I first saw it. Yeah. It was, it's, it's a phenomenal show. So well written. So this is this is what I want for grown-ups. I know Carmichael show and, and grown are two different shows, but that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? How they tackled police brutality, all them things. It was funny. It was topical. It was all of that. You know, like, if you look at it, you can sit around and talk and it'd be compelling. Grown did an episode like that. They did the episode about sexual assault. It was no it was no cartoons. It was no, you know, overly crazy moments. They had the scene where they were talking about, you know, you know, I think um dirty um dirty D Dan or something like that. And 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 then like 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 like, like thought facts, say something like that. They tried to add comedy in it, but they were just sitting there and talking for the most part about consent, about all these different things. You can sit down and talk and have a compelling narrative and a compelling Even story. The COVID episode was really compelling, just like Bo talking about her experience, like literally seeing people die in front of her every single day. That was so compelling even i i love this episode some people may not have liked it when diane was trying to figure out what she was going to do with her hair no, that was great versus the, oh my, i love that episode some people thought it was too much i don't know why i loved it i think it was a good homage well, to okay so i liked that one jill scott was in that one you can't go wrong with jill scott and i'm, I'm, I'm gonna be biased towards jill scott i love jill scott but that was done well because you can make that absurd. Mm-hmm. But with elect with the elections and then please, baby, please, that level of absurdity was asinine. Mm-hmm. You know? So when, like like I feel like it's it's times where Kenya and the crew, they they, they be on shrooms when they write some of these episodes. They they be smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just honestly feel like it. and they're in California, they be smoking weed. So it's when they write some of this stuff. Because it, it just don't be making sense. And and, and it's like they 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 got high. I was like, you know, you know what we should do? We should have no one wear a mask at this protest, and then they, they, they and then and then we're gonna throw smoke bombs at them, and then pretend like pretend and and and, and, the, and the and then Luca gonna act like his tear gas. He just gonna be like this in the, in the, in the trailer. Like they, I feel like they'd be like, you know, let's just do that. Like they have to be high writing some of these episodes. I just hope that they were sober with this one. I just really hope they were sober. I I, I just really hope that marijuana was nowhere in their system. I hope that alcohol was nowhere in their system. And I hope they had an amazing day when they wrote these episodes. I, I hope they do what I do. They went in a dark room and they had a thought. Like I write with a dark, dark room, box fan, or maybe some music, some R&B, and they just got to work. Because I'm like, man, they focus, locked in. Go to Starbucks if you want to. Go get you some coffee from Starbucks. They can afford it. Starbucks is expensive, but they can afford it. They they write on free form. Go, go to Starbucks, get you some coffee, and then write this show. But I, I just I, I am optimistic, but I just I, I'm I, I think that it could go either they do Emmy award winning work, at least image awards nominated work, 
<laughs> like even though it's not, it, that's not an accomplishment. <laughs> like I, I don't know if you saw the boon. You remember the boon? That's the the, the R. Kelly the R. Kelly episode when when the lawyer was like he has multiple image awards and and, and he said and he says <laughs> you know you know um um I got one that joke was so funny I got one yeah. like so but it's like image award winning like but I just I, I'm I'm not I, I don't know but I, I'm willing to give him a shot you know but overall you know. We're going to see what happens. Next two episodes, we locked in. I need you to wear your Black Lives Matter shirt. I don't have one, but you know, I need you to wear your Black Lives Matter stuff. All right, you know, so we're going to be frowning in the camera. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about these issues. We're ready, we ready to see it. We love to see it. We're ready to see it. But overall, Janae, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. All right, y'all. So y'all can find me at nae.themogul on Instagram. Again, that's nae.themogul. And then on Twitter, nae.themogul, but no dot. Love it, love it. Well, Janae, thank you so much for coming on, and we hope next week will be better. Mm, we'll hope. Bye, y'all. HBCU. They know just we are. Post Radio. All right, you all, that is it for us on today. Um, this was an episode of Grownness that wasn't all that good, but it gets a 7 out of 10 just because of the fact that the other episodes weren't good. Um, you know, in, in my mind, you know, as we're talking about this, um, I you just want to go back to, you know, my Fort Valley family. You know, we posted on um, HBC Pulse today. Zoe on Gronish has zero character development, at least on a different world. Whitley gets better over time. That's not the case with Zoe. And then you had a CC that is the owner of Lavish Skin Works. She went to Fort Valley when I was at Fort Valley. Um, she put, I'm a still root for everyone black, though. I like the show and will continue to support my people. And I get it, right? I, I understand you want to support black creators. You want to support black actors. You want to support black writers. But we have to support greatness. We have to push for greatness from our people. I'm not a hater of Groners. If Groners is good next week, you hear no complaints from me. I might say a couple things, but you, you, won't, you won't hear me lambasting it if it's good. But if it's not good, we're going to call it out. And that's just the honest to God truth about it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I want for Gronish and shows like Gronish to be better in the future. Because we have to be sensitive about how we portray, you know, black people, how we portray black women, and how we portray the college experience. And, you know, the next show after this that's coming up in 2022 is going to be All-American Homecoming. I don't know how that's going to go. That That's going to be set at an HBCU. But I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know if the HBCU is going to be a part of the story or if it's just going to be a setting. Like, hey, you know, um, they they attend historically black HBCU, but she plays tennis, you know, and that's it. And then she dates people and then the season is over. But Grownish, Cal U is a part of, of the story. It's the setting. It's everything about the show, you know. So when Grownish sort of, you know, takes his final bow, I believe, in January 2022, they started – and they move through uh, into, you know, just the graduation of the characters. That's the next show up. But I just want, you know, shows of this ilk to, have to be held to a higher standard. And maybe I'm speaking into a vacuum. Maybe no one is hearing what I'm saying. Maybe. But, you know, I know that I want to empower different writers that go to HBCUs, different creatives that are going to be in these rooms one day, that are going to be our next King of Barristers. You have to do better you have to be better and we have to create compelling content and you can't write or talk down to your audience. That's all I'm saying. But once again, thank you to our sponsor for today, 
Lifetime Consulting. Make sure to tap in with their workbook so you're a high school senior. If you have any high schoolers in your life, I want to shout out my, my brother William again. He's going to be going to high school in the next couple of weeks at Northeast High School. Shout out to William. And, you know, he's a freshman, but I might get him this workbook and I'm going to have to use this fall 2022 code to get 20% off my purchase because, listen, I got to save my money because I just found out on CNN that this Delta variant is spreading like chicken pox. And I'm vaccinated. I don't want no breakthrough infection. So I'm going to save my money. I'm going to get this workbook and I'm going to go on about my business. So I need y'all to support Lifetime Consulting and be safe out here, man. Like for real, be safe. It's, it's crazy right now. But outside of that, that is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. And make sure to follow me at Author Randall B and follow Pulse Radio 100 on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, on everywhere. And then make sure to tap into our YouTube. We're doing a lot of amazing things. But thank you so much, and we will see you on the other side. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture.